I was thinking of the words of the great late President Ronald Reagan. I was thinking of his words. There had been an attempt on his life, an assassination attempt. And when he was recovering, he met with one of the great cardinals of the Roman Catholic Church. And he said to him, my life has changed forever. This is a pretty accomplished man. Several different careers, including governor of the state of California. Would to God they'd get another one like him. And, and president of the United States. And a little punk kid tried to shoot him. And as he was recovering, he said, my life has changed forever. Let me make this statement. There is a moment. There is a moment when everything changes forever. I got three little hands raised up. Uh, ushers, pass out the Red Bull. Man, you ought to be shouting tonight. We're back in the house of God. Last Easter, we couldn't even gather together, elder. We're praying for Miss Rhonda, too. We're praying for her. They don't need to know about what. But Miss Rhonda needs your prayers tonight. We love her so very, very much. Amen. And uh, so Ronald Reagan said, my life changed forever. Now I'm going to say a thing. You may have heard me say it before, but if it wasn't worth repeating, it wasn't worth saying the first time, preacher. The average individual has to hear something six times before it even begins to register in their memory. Let me say this. The atmosphere of expectancy, Pastor, of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. Anticipation, expectation, preparedness, preparation is never wasted time because preparation is done in anticipation watch me of expansion of something greater dare I say increase shout that word increase do you know that God is a God of increase so why are you decreasing The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. When are they new? When are they new? Do you have a voice? When are they new? I am an audience participation preacher. You don't talk to me, I don't talk to you. I can look at you just like you look at me. Try to bless me. Blessed be God forever. Ronald Reagan said, my life changed forever. There it is. A moment in time where everything changes forever. When you say, I do, you are changed forever. You say, yeah, but I got divorced. See how changed you were? Everything changed. When they first handed you your first child, everything changed forever. May I just submit to you 
that this could be one of those moments. The Lord Jesus said of John, what did you come out to see? I like to ask folk, why'd you come to church tonight? Was it for the light show? The band? The best blessed band in the land? Why do we come to church? Why? Why are we all here? What makes people take a shower, hopefully? Comb their hair with something other than a wagon wheel. Polish their shoes with something other than a Hershey bar. What makes people do this? You could be anywhere else tonight. You have free volition. You have your own will. God gave his son to give it back to you. Why are you here? What's this all about? Why do we need a building? Maybe we don't. Maybe we just sell it. What? Why do we need these chairs? They cost money. Did you know that? Why don't we turn off half this lights and save some of the electric bill? Why does there need to be another church in Chicago, for goodness sake? Why? What's this all about? And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. The increase of his government is upon his shoulders. And of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. I said increase. I said expansion. I said growth. If God is, and he is, and I prove it to you directly, if God is a God of increase, if his kingdom is a kingdom of increase, if his mercies increase, if his grace increases, why are you decreasing? Why is your joy decreasing? Why is your hope decreasing? Oh, it's COVID. What an opportunity. Amen. Some people don't, some preachers don't know what they're preaching, preacher. They don't know what they're preaching. All of them started, COVID came, they all started preaching. Perilous times shall come. But they never looked up perilous. By a dictionary, you know what perilous means? Dangerous opportunity. <clears throat> you know what COVID is? A dangerous opportunity. Do you know what vocal cord cancer was? A dangerous opportunity. Do you know what when your boss gives you the pink slip and you don't have a job anymore? You know what that is? It's a dangerous opportunity oh you're not listening to anything I'm saying and I'm not even to the text I've heard sermons without text and text without sermons I think I'd prefer a sermon without a text perilous times dangerous opportunity dangerous opportunities well COVID came and all of a sudden, we didn't have enough money in our church to pay our rent. Dangerous opportunity. Your response? Go win 200 souls. Hear him say, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Shout, I'm supposed to increase. 
God has no decreasing spirit. God is a God of increase. So Ronald Reagan said, my life changed forever. Now, he, you know, he's not a guy working at the, you know, corner grocery store and barely making ends. This is Ronald Reagan. My life changed forever. The problem with us is we don't believe nor anticipate that when he, we come into his presence, it is impossible for us not to be changed. You think you can encounter God and remain as you were? So he said, my life changed forever. Here's what he said. I have decided that God spared me for purpose. I dare you to look at somebody and through your mask or without, or without it, look at them and say, in case you missed it, I'm here on purpose. Not my purpose. God put me here. I have a purpose. I have a promise. I'm a possibility. I'm a possibility. I'm a possibility of a miracle. I'm a possibility of increasing the kingdom of God. I'm a possibility of waking up tomorrow with more joy than I've ever had in my life. I am a possibility. Say, I'm a promise. I'm a possibility. I have anticipation and expectation that when I leave this building, I will not ever be the same. Because there's a moment that everything changes forever. Say, I'm, I'm serving a God. Say it. Say it. Of increase. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Do this. Don't, no, honey, don't slap your husband. She's like, I've been waiting on that for months. Come on. If you have to, if you have to socially distance, we've all learned how to do that, right? Put your hands down. Do it again. One more time. Now this time, I want you to say something. Because here's what God's word said. God said to us as a body of believers, going into 2020, open your mouth. These are not my words, Dr. Lowe. These are God's words. Open your mouth. I didn't tell you to do it. God said to do it. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. Do you know what a decree is? A spoken law. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. Listen to what he said. And God said, I will fulfill it now. You'll see the words that you speak so. Wait, I got to get a voice better than mine to say that. The words that you speak so shall it be. This time when he gets through, you shout. The words that you speak so shall it be. No, act like you believe it. Act like you anticipate something in your mailbox when you get home that wasn't there when you... Now this time, add this to it. Say, too much. Do you know that the children of Israel 
increased so much that Moses had to say to God, hold up. We can't keep up with this increase. How'd you like to have to tell God, hold up? Why do we act like the Bible was for then and not now? The Bible that was then is for now. One more time. Too much. Ready? More than enough. You didn't believe it. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. More than enough what? I don't know. What do you need more than enough of? Because enough is never enough because you can always find somebody that doesn't have enough. You want me to repeat that? I said enough is never enough because there are always those with you that don't have enough. Somebody's depressed. If you stop being depressed and get more than enough joy, you can go over and heal them. More than enough. Look at somebody next to you and say, you might want to give me some room. Because my more than enough about to get all over you. I'm about to overflow. I'm about to have more than enough. Oh, you need some money here, honey. I got more than enough. Let me ask you a question because I can feel religious spirits. Well, I don't know, you know, if we should have more than enough. Why? If more than enough is evil, then enough is just as evil. You're looking at me funny. You're looking at me like a puppy dog hearing a strange sound. Like a calf staring at a new gate. You don't know nothing about that. More than enough. God's a God of increase. Okay, let's do another one. You ready? Put your hands out there. And shake them like they got COVID on them. And say, too much. You ready? More than enough. Too much. One more time. More than enough. Too much. How many of you would like to get an I can't take it blessing? How many of you would like to have an I can't even stand it blessing? How would you like to have it? If you don't get out of my way, I'm about to run over you blessing. How'd you like to have a I can't stop crying blessing? More than enough. Too much. Act like you're religious and praying. Huh. Come on. I just, I just heard the Holy Spirit say something. He reminded me that when he had Moses speak to the children of Israel about their deliverance, I heard you. He said, tonight is a deliverance service. Now, deliverance doesn't mean you just get loose. A letter is not delivered when it leaves your hand into your mailbox. A letter is only delivered when it shows up where it's supposed to be. We got a whole lot of folk that came out but never went in. I'm, I'm sorry I got the Holy Ghost all over me. I said a whole lot of folk came out but they never went in. 
you got born again, you got saved, you came out of the kingdom of darkness, but you have yet to show up in the kingdom of light. You got healed, you came out of sickness, but you are not walking in divine health. You came out of sorrow, but you have not shown up in joy. You came out of depression, but you have not arrived in peace that passes understanding. You came out of poverty, but you have not shown up in abundance. Am I helping them, preachers? I'm nervous preaching in front of preachers. More than enough. Too much. Now we're going to have to pray. No. No. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, you have made my word of no effect through your traditions. When God told Moses to speak to the children of Israel that they were coming out of Egyptian bondage, they looked at him, your Bible records it, the way many of you are looking at me right now. Moses said, why do you look at me as though I was telling you a dream that mocks you? A mocking dream. When I talk about victory, some of you have lived so far beneath your privilege in Christ that you think I'm talking about a mocking dream that is impossible. I will remind you, with men it is impossible, but with God nothing is impossible. You do it. Thank you. You ready? Ready? Overflow. Tell somebody behind you, you better, you better make me some room because I'm about to have an overflow of joy. I'm about to slosh victory out of my life and all over you. You, you better give me some room because I got... Get ready and double for my trouble. Did the devil steal from you? Make him put it back. Did he rob from you? Make him put it back. He has no authority here. Clapping is the language of authority. Do you know why? Because the devil has no earth suit. Therefore, he has no authority. And when you clap those hands, all ye people, you're telling the devil, I've got authority over you. Last time. Double for my trouble. Devil, you should not have touched my children. Devil, you should not have put your hand on my wife. You shouldn't have taken my job because the minute you did, God started releasing one seven times better than I ever had because I'm a child of increase. I'm a child of... Give him praise, give him glory, and act like you believe it. 
open your mouth with a mighty decree and I will fulfill it now. You'll see the words that you speak, so shall it be. Get to talking. And a hush fell over the crowd. Romans chapter 10. You ready? Romans chapter 10. I'm going to put this in you. I'm going to brand it. I'm going to take the flaming finger of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to brand it on your heart. Like God branded the tablets of stone for Moses. I'm going to chisel this word into your heart where the devil can't ever get it. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. You got it on the screen? There we go. I want everybody to look at it. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pause. For everyone who does what? Calls. Hmm. Anybody know another scripture that starts with call? How about Jeremiah 33, 3? Call unto me, and I will answer thee. What? What? I thought God only answered prayers if you hold your tongue right. If you're special. If you've got a reverend in front of your name. Or alphabet soup after your name. PhD. MA. D men. Call. The Bible is so simple. Call. This is God. Call me up. Can I have your number? Call me up. Inside joke. Call me up. And if da 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 I might think about answering you. Where do we find a God that doesn't answer prayer? He's not in that book. All you can find in that book is a God who says, call unto me, and I will answer thee. You can't ever find anywhere in the New Testament where Jesus was asked if it was his will that he did not say, it is my will. Can't find one. What do preachers preach? I can find a God in that book that says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. I can find that God. I can find Jeremiah 33, 3, God, call unto me. Go ahead, open your mouth with a mighty decree and I will fulfill it now. You will see the words that you say, so shall it be. So what have you been saying? Well, whatever you is being is what you've been saying. No, we don't like that, Megan. We don't like, you know why we don't like it? Because we are raised among a, gen a generation of people who do not want personal responsibility for anything. Because you need to be taught. You need to be trained. You've lived in an environment a lot of times where living made dying look easy. Pushed down and pushed back and held down and told you'll never make it and told you're less than and told you can't ever get ahead and told you just born the wrong place at the wrong time. I was born so poor we couldn't pay attention. But we didn't kill anybody. We didn't steal. 
We used our energy to make a garden, hoe our own beans and taters, slaughter our own hog once a year, and wring the necks of the chickens we raised. We didn't blame somebody. God, the God you serve, not some other God. Your God is a God of increase. He'll increase your IQ. He'll increase your heart. He'll increase your love. He'll increase your family. He'll increase your joy. He'll increase your peace because he's a God of increase. More than enough, too much overflow and double for your trouble. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great mighty things which you don't even know. I dare you to shout, God wants to blow my mind. You hear me, Dr. Burke Halter? He wants to take those students at Valor Christian College and he wants to blow their mind. He wants to blow your mind. He wants to do miracles so great. Used to be a song about that. Miracles so great. I can't remember it now. Anyway. You are great. You do miracles so great. There was no one else like you. There's no one else like you. Sing that. You are great. You do miracles so great. For me. There is no one else like you, my king. There is no one else like Sing. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. How big is your God? How big is he? Job said he stood on nothing. He came from Teman. He came from nowhere and nothing because he's always been. And he stood on nothing and spoke words that there wasn't anybody there to hear. And this planet you're on leaped into being. How big's your God? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. Back to Romans 10. All they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now you have to understand what saved means. It's the word sozo. S-O-Z-O. Sozo. It means to do well by spirit, soul, and body, and in all the blessing that pertains to life and godliness. Well, he saved me, I'm going to heaven, and I got to have hell to go to heaven in. That's not what he said. He said, when you are saved, he will do well by you. God's not a child abuser. He wants to bless you. And in blessing, I will bless you. That's what he said. Now, don't be a hater. Because some people grab a hold of it, step into it, do what's required, and then live in it. And you want to you be a hater. Because that green-eyed monster, jealousy, gets all over you. How old are you? I'm 22. You're 22. When I was 22, I had already built three buildings for God. Filled all three of them up five times a week. Well, what'd you start with? 17 people in my backyard, 12 of which were my family. Five of which were not. But I believed this. You say, well, that's just because you're a preacher. 
I know a whole lot of preachers that started with a whole lot more than I did that have never done anything. Has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the blessing of God comes upon you by what God does when you obey. I learned at 19 years of age how to obey God. When God said build a building, I didn't go ask the bank if I could. I didn't go ask them for their money either. I asked my father. I asked my father. Now let me just let me just parenthetically insert this. If you want to be poor the rest of your life, because you get a lot of attention that way. If you want to be poor, don't listen to me. Because I've had poor and I've had more, and more's better. Don't look down your nose at me. More's better. I can do all kinds of things. I needed $12,000 to buy the first piece of property to start World Harvest Church and its 14 ministries. Five acres, corn and soybeans. The farmer's going to sell it to me for $15,000. I didn't have a dime. Three weeks later, I had $20,000. And I paid him in cash. That's before I was 22. Because I believe God, you see. Now then he says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everybody say it out loud. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Now say, my name is, is. now shout your name. Now say, my name is, and shout your name. And I call on the name of the Lord, and I shall be saved. tell me you believe that about heaven where you've never been a place you've never seen that people are there that raise from the dead which you've never seen anybody do but you can't use that same verse to get your rent paid I'm saved and that means more than I'm going to heaven thank God I'm going to heaven that'd be enough but what kind of God would it be that say, look, Burke Holder, I'm going to give you eternity in heaven. But you need to go through hell to get there. If you, excuse me if I'll quote the Bible to you. If you, being earthly fathers, know how to give good gifts to your children. If your son would ask you for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If he asked for bread, would you give him a rock? Yet how much more shall your heavenly Father give to you? Your issue may be that you feel unworthy. But God will never make you feel unworthy. Because he suffered and bled and died to give you back your worthiness. If he spared not his own son, 
how shall he not give you all things that pertain to life and godliness? I'm quoting the Bible to you. Now watch this, because this gets really good, like really good. Next verse, 14. How then, now nah, we're going to take a little trip. Not that kind of trip. How then shall they call, right? So let's remember, if we call, he hears and answers and shows us great and mighty things. True? Okay. So now we're back to call. But he's saying, how are they going to call upon whom they have not believed? Hmm. What that means is that if you're going to call, you have to first believe. If you don't believe, you can't call. And if you don't call, having believed... He doesn't answer. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. How shall they call on him whom they have not believed? So we don't speak. There was a lot of confusion in the Word of Faith movement about this. This one verse settles it all. We don't speak to believe. Your Bible says, we have believed, therefore we speak. So, so, so believing comes before speaking. Okay, now let's, let's go on. How shall they believe on him who they not heard? How, how are you going to believe somebody you've never heard? If you say to me, do you believe that Pastor Nate will give you $5 if you ask him to? The first thing I would say is, who Pastor Nate is? Who are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know if I believe him. I don't know him. I've never heard of him. Secondly, what did he say? Thirdly, has he ever backed up his word? Does he keep his word? Thy word, O God, is forever settled in heaven. You hold your word above your name. You hasten after your word to perform it. Not one line will fall to the ground void of power. Every one of your words will accomplish what you sent it into the earth to do. First of all, you have to know him. Secondly, you have to know what he said. You know why a lot of people don't operate in increase? Because they don't know what God said about increase. Because some backslidden, doesn't have a Bible preacher, told them it was godly to be poor. And then that same preacher, I'll tell you one thing, it's uh, God's will. You, a little silver and a little gold, just enough to get by. Now, Past the offering containers, we need to send out 10 missionaries. How are you going to send out 10 missionaries from a bunch of poor people? How are you going to preach the gospel? How are you going to print Bibles? How are you going to raise up Bible colleges? How are you going to train preachers? How are you going to take children? which is something we ought to do around here. How are you going to take children out of a bankrupt, God-hating, Christ-hating, history-hating, secular education system? Or you could build what we have in Columbus, the premier Christian education facility in the 
entire state of Ohio where we have a 100% graduation rate. 100%. You know what public schools is? 40. 100%. They're in Brown University. They're in Harvard. They're in Miami of Ohio. They are in every Ivy League school. They get 10 times more per student scholarships, academic scholarships, than any of the public schools in our area. And we do it on one-third the amount of money that the public schools take out of your taxes if you pay taxes. I'm telling you, God's a God of increase. I hung up the phone from the White House and God said to me, if you're going to restore a nation, revitalize a civilization and rescue a generation, two ways, authentic evangelism and number two, education. We ought to be educating students in here every single day of the living world. We ought to have a women's clinic in this complex. Save babies every day. What, what are our numbers? What are our food numbers, basically? Two and a half million. Over, over two and a half million pounds. You ready? Tell me a church doing this. Two and one half million pounds of food. Not mac and cheese. That somebody else threw away. Not four-day-old bread. Not the stuff from the bakery that they gave to the poor people so they didn't have to throw it in the trash. I'm not eating out of the trash. And I'm not giving people food that ought to be in the trash. Come on, y'all, come on. We're in the kingdom of God. We didn't come to take sides. We came to take over. This is our father's world. It's not the Republicans and it's not the Democrats. It's not the politicians and it's not the school teachers. It's our father's world. Man. I've gone too long. Is it? I'm not through the text. Seriously. Where was I? You don't know. You got to hear. Why? Remember the word before hear? Believe. Because faith, believing, eh, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you want to call, first you have to believe. But you're never going to believe until you hear the word of God. Not the Dow Jones Industrial, not CNN, not Fox News, not whatever you got on the stupid internet. You're the sum total right now of everything you believe. I asked God, why is it, I was raised in the Baptist church, as far as I know, I'm still a Baptist. They never told me anything different. But I asked God, Pastor Chris, early in ministry, I asked him, I said, why is it when I go preach in the Baptist church, lots of people get saved, but nobody gets healed? Then I go to another church, and they hardly ever get anybody saved, but lots of people get healed. And you know what God said to me? He said, I can only be to people what they believe me to be. You believe he's Savior? See, you have no problem that he saved people. You believe he's a healer? You have no problem believing that God will heal people. 
you believe that God's a God of increase, you will be a person of increase. Period. What do you believe? Well, you can't believe unless you hear right. And what you have to hear is God's word. God's word. Things like, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in hell. What? Some people never heard that. Their preacher where they go to church never said that in his life. How about Luke 6, 38? Give and it shall be given. These are the words in red. This is Jesus' words. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, heaped up, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. Do you know that Solomon was so rich that he could make Steve Jobs polish his shoes? Why do we think it's okay for Steve Jobs to have more than enough, too much overflow and double for his trouble? Ain't nobody complaining about him having an airplane, but let a preacher have one. Huh? That's good. Keep egging me on. No, I love you. I love you. I can't, God told me to come here tonight with a breaking spirit on me. And I want to break some stuff off me. You think it didn't have to be broken off me? I'm from Martin County, Kentucky. Where nobody ever had anything. Well, they walked out of the holler two miles to school. My dad had three brothers. All of them slept in the same bed till they all went into the military. My dad had never seen a banana till he was 25 years old. But he served his country. He honored this nation. He was willing to lay his life down for it. And he said, I'm not staying like this. So he got out of the coal mines, digging 22-inch coal, and moved to Columbus, Ohio, and got a job in a factory. And then he took a job in the factory at night, and then he took another job building houses on a rough carpentry crew in the day. And then my mother took a job, graduated at 16 years old from high school with a 4.2 GPA. Here we go. I got I to gotta finish. <laughs> I got to finish the text. How shall they believe on him whom they have not what? So believing comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? Do you have three minutes for a parenthetically inserted Little word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Okay, break it down. What is hearing? Hearing is receiving information. See, people think faith is spooky. Faith's not spooky. You don't have to chant or something. I wish I had a chair. Those chairs come apart. Yeah, I just need a chair. Thank you, Eli. Okay, right there's fine. Thank you so much. Now, Eli, come here. Come here. Sit down in that chair. Do you know that you just exercised faith? He just exercised faith. Why? If I take that chair with me to Sudan and I put it in one of the villages 
and I tell a young person, sit down in that chair. They'll sit down beside it on the ground. Why? They've never heard. They don't know what a chair is made for. They've never seen one. They've never heard of one. Therefore, they have no, watch me, information about a chair. You have information about chair because you've tried it. You've seen them. You don't even think about it. You just have faith that that chair is going to hold you up. Now, wait a minute. Why? Because he heard. He received information, right? Information gives understanding. So I've heard. Now I understand that this is built to hold a person. I've got to understand it. So after I've heard, I've received information, that information has produced understanding, and understanding produces trust. And trust, oh, trust. Trust is faith. Trust is that God is who he said he was and will do what he said he'd do. That's faith. You can take your chair back, Eli. That's what hearing God's word does. The more you hear that God's a healer, the more he speaks to you from his word, healing will come. The more you see that the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. I don't know who you think that's talking to. I think it's talking to me. The Lord is my shepherd. I got no business wanting. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. I refuse to be depressed. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of COVID, I will fear no death. For thou art with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Do I have an opportunity to be troubled 50 times a day? I just decided not to take the opportunity. Hold on. Joy comes in the morning. Okay, this is it. Get ready to just shake your head like this. You're just going to say, Okay, here we go. How shall they believe on him whom they've not heard? How shall they hear oh, without a preacher? Not any preacher. Not some cat that made a career choice. Look, if I made a career choice, I would not be planning a church in Elkhart, Indiana. I mean, let's just be honest. The economy is depressed. Most of the people are depressed. The economy got beat to death when two large corporations packed up and moved out of town. And the economy's never recovered from it. But you're not in the economy. You're in the kingdom. Now, there are certain things. Don't get mad at me. I'm just a piano player. Don't get mad at me. Right? Elton John had a song about that. I must not be saved. I know an Elton John song. Anyway, so, so there are certain things. That God has made a plan that you will never be able to enter into unless there is an anointed fivefold ministry office gift that takes God's word and reveals it to you. The modern church, they all want to be Miriam's, Moses' sister. 
Does not God, who does Moses think he is? Doesn't God speak to us too? Well, that's not, of course God speaks to you. Of course he does. But his kingdom's built on authority. And so there are certain things that need to be released in your life that you can't ever get unless an anointed fivefold ministry office gift speaks it. I, I didn't say it right there, it is. How will they hear without a preacher? So here's how it works. If you have a preacher that will preach and teach God's word so you can hear it, not just hear it, hear it, then that hearing of the word will produce faith. Previous verse. 13. After you believed, then you can call and he will answer. The first thing you have to understand is religious tradition destroys faith. Period. Period. Jesus did not give his life. God did not give his son for you to be miserable. How foolish. But that's what religion tells you. Religion tells you you'll never measure up. The Bible says you're the apple of his eye. Religion says he'll leave you if you don't do this, this, this. Book says he'll never leave you. Never forsake you. What a God. What a gospel. What a glory. What a revelation. These little silly things that we, we pick up. You cannot determine your theology in the middle of a crisis. You cannot determine your theology by your experience. What? Do you think because there will be those that will be lost at the judgment that nobody can be saved? That's that same line of logic. God loves you. Not the person in front of you. Not the person beside you. Not the world. Not the church. God loves you, just like you are. He loved you so much, he refused to live without you. So he unbosomed a part of his very own being and sent him to that cross. The purchased price for your salvation, for your sozo, not only in eternity, but in this life. In fact, the New Testament church was the antithesis, the reverse of what we are. They didn't have any trouble believing what I'm telling you right now. Where they got messed up was that resurrection from the dead thing. Right? So Jesus said, well, I'll show you so that you can receive information. And when you receive information, you can trust. And when you trust, you have faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please you. But with faith, all things are possible. 
Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.